We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Our next guest is going to be on the first game of the Saturday slate on Westwood One, right? And then he's going to be on Monday Night Football as well. Busy man. He's going full Seacrest and uh, on the line. Uh, insider calls are on the line is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls presented by BetQL. Download the free BetQL app right now and get instant access to the industry's most advanced suite of sports betting tools right at your fingertips. Ross joins us now on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. What's up, buddy? What's up, dudes? How are you? Well, hey, buddy. You, you, look at you going full Seacrest. You got a Saturday game and a Monday game. Yeah, well, you know, it's like in the same uh, upper Midwest region there of Minnesota and Green Bay, so it worked out. And anytime I can get in the booth with Kevin Harlan, it's pretty awesome, man. He like he brings his own stopwatch and does the stopwatch for every punt and like says the hang time. <laughs> Listen, they're thinking like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many people listening or driving right now really care that much about the hang time that's amazing like i love that like he it, it, it is like he byosw bring your own stopwatch the guy's <laughs> a legend i hope somebody tries to run on the field so he can like narrate it on the broadcast 
You got to go full lap them, and you got to cut them off, though, if that happens. Yeah! You just got to, like, get, like, super animated behind it to where people are like, why is Ross Tucker not shutting the hell up? But we'll know you did it because you wanted to pay homage to Dave Lapham. That's so funny that you call it full Lapham. I've never heard that before. Oh, you never want to go full Lapham. Nah. A little a little Lapham's okay, no, but not full Lapham. No, lap you definitely want to go. Yeah, no full Lapham. Ah! No. See, see, I started yeah! doing it there. Damn it. I'm so sorry. Yeah! I just got so excited about uh, you poor, know, poor potential Dan, touchdown. Poor Dan Horde. Yeah. He gets paid. He's fine. Yeah, that's true. Ross, let's look at the Browns' problems here. Um... Can I, you know what? I'm, I'll just start with the Kevin Stefanski thing because I'm still irritated about his press conference where he said literally nothing. Uh, are the Browns a well-coached team? Um, that's a good question. Overall, I'd say they are probably an average coached team. So I guess the answer is no. They, they don't come across this year as a well-coached team. I don't know, though, man. Like, on the flip side, it feels like he got more out of Jacoby Brissett than anybody else ever has. So, I, I don't know. You know, I feel like coaching a lot of times, you can basically point to one way or the other and make the argument that you want to make, right? Like, I could say, listen, he did his part. The offense was pretty good. He got the most out of Jacoby Brissett. You know, the offense was well-coached. It's the defense that let them down, right? Or I could talk about the fact that overall, you know, they haven't scored very many offensive points the last couple games with Deshaun Watson back. And overall, they're not a good team and blah, blah, blah. And he's ultimately the head coach, so he's ultimately responsible for who the D coordinator is, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we could do all those things. Coaching's one where I feel like you could really make whatever argument you want to feel like making. You know, it's interesting, Ross. We've just kind of been talking about this the last couple of days and really the last week. Uh, it feels like the momentum for Stefanski is not on his side. And, you know, with Baltimore coming in here um, this weekend, you know, without Lamar Jackson most likely, and, and maybe their third-string quarterback, Anthony Brown, starts this game. Like, if the Browns don't win this game with Deshaun Watson at home, after the debacles this past weekend, I, I think that there's going to be some people calling for his job. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I definitely think, and I've said this to you guys before, if I know anything about my time in the NFL, and I was the original coach killer, my head coach got fired my first three years in the NFL. By doing that, that's hard to do. Why, um, why'd you get him fired, Ross? It wasn't me. <laughs> that's, what, that's what everybody'd I mean, say if you get him fired. My rookie year, I wasn't really even playing, so that's not me. Yeah, that's my second year, actually, it was more Jerry Jones having guys on the team that shouldn't have been there. Just throw him right in front that, of us. That cost him. And then third year, Greg Williams. Yeah, that might have been a little bit me, but I thought I played <laughs> all right in those games. <laughs> so, but no, um, how you finish matters a lot like these next four games mean a lot because my guess is that Haslam could kind of go either way at this point and so you you go three and one Sean starts to look good then you say okay let's bring him back and maybe he's got to fire the D coordinator bring somebody else in something to save face something to appease the 
the talk radio stooges in the late afternoon on 93.3 The Fan. Something like, oh, look, we're Phelps. making a big change, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's you guys, my bad. Um, and do something like that. But if they go one and three, I don't, I don't know that Haslam will. He might think he's better off trying to get the next young offensive guru that can get the maximum out of Deshaun Watson. So really, uh, um, it's really interesting because it's almost like, on some level, the Watson suspension put Stefanski in a bad place because not only you know not having your star quarterback for most of the season. But also because you get him like late in the year, and it's your job to make sure he plays at a high level. But he might not be able to do that because he's so rusty. But like, okay, so so if they fire Stefanski, they're going to bring in some offensive guy. Is that offensive guy going to be? Would that guy be a guy that would have been able to get more out of Brissett than Stefanski did? Like, is he even going to be a better offensive-minded head coach? I mean, I don't know. So, I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I, I've been I've defended Kevin Stefanski a lot, but there are a couple games that really concern me, and it's things like sloppiness, stupid penalties, uh, not playing hard. Like those are the things that I look at and say though that becomes like a tale of what's going on really in the locker room, not what people are saying. Over these final four games, what are the things we should look at? as we all, as Cleveland in general, even Jimmy Haslam and company, try to evaluate whether Kevin Stefanski still is the right coach for this team? Yeah, I think effort's a big one. I really do. I think um, because that sort of speaks to his ability to get the guys to play hard and to still have the locker room behind them. So I just I got to tell you, the one thing I would say is, as I'm talking this out with you guys, when in doubt, I would keep them. Like, if it's close, I would keep them. It just, the cycle of change has not been good there. So if it's clear that the team has quit on them, and they go 0-4, and they look like crap, then fine. Then so be it, right? But... If it's close, if they're two and two and they look pretty good, I'd rather I, I'd rather give continuity a chance for once. Sorry, Dustin is sneezing and I'm watching him. I know I'm supposed to be having I, I, that's why I'm like pointing to you. Yeah, I know. I'm I totally I understood it. I got distracted because I was like, is he gonna sneeze? Is he not gonna sneeze? It was definitely coming. The suspense was like just destroying me. All right, let's get to uh, let's just get to kind of the big picture stuff in the NFL here. What teams do you think are legit contenders, right? Actually, no, no, no. Actually, I'm going to strike that. I, I got to get your thoughts on Baker and how he played on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, thought he played pretty well. Thought he did some, some, some good things late. I, I'm, I'm like amazed by that. Like, honestly amazed. I don't understand how he even knew the two-minute call. Like how how they even ran the two minute. I mean, was, was that just like straight backyard football? I don't know. I got to find out. I'm doing their game Monday night. I'm going to ask some of the coaches. Like, how did he know the two minute? Like, how did that? How did that work? I'm I'm very confused by that. Um, I mean, it's an absolutely incredibly bad look for the Raiders that they lost that game 
like awful, awful, awful that they lost the way that they lost. Because there's a coach there in McDaniels. You know, that's a good example right there. Where it's like Cleveland, if they got rid of Stefanski, it'd be like, we got to get a guy that's a good coach like Josh McDaniels. He's not any better than Basaccio was at all. I mean, not, not at all. So I would say this about Stefanski. If you're going to get rid of him, I have a pretty good idea who you're going to get. I mean, I know you got to do the interview process and whatever, but make sure you're going to get somebody that's better is, I guess, what I would say. The Baker thing was very, very impressive for Baker and McVay, and I don't care what McVay says. You know, my career ended with a bruised spinal cord, and, like, if you have a bruised spinal cord, something bruised your spinal cord, and that's usually a disc in your neck, and what I was told is they they wouldn't let me play unless I got a surgery. They're like, nope. You know, can't can't clear you clear you unless you get a fusion surgery. So, I was surprised to hear McVeigh say Stafford doesn't need a surgery. I don't know how. Maybe his bruised spinal cord is different than mine was. Also, got to get your thoughts on Deshaun Watson's second game and maybe the first two games combined. Yeah, well, I thought he was much better, much better in the second game, and I we kind of anticipated that. Right now, they did. It did seem like the Bengals kind of sold out to stop the run because they had seen Watson the week before and they didn't want to get run over. And so they were going to take their chances with Deshaun in the passing game. And I'm okay with that. You know, I think that's probably a smart move by the Bengals. But he he definitely looked a lot more comfortable, which I think is a positive. And I would expect him to be even better this week. He's going to need to be. Uh, Definitely going to need to be because – Going against the Ravens' defense, they're pretty good. I was impressed by them, especially the linebackers, Queen and Roquan Smith. And now you guys just lost your linebacker, JOK. That's not good. Ross, uh, last thing for me, can can the Niners win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? I mean, I don't think they will, but based on what I've seen so far, I think they could, yeah. You know, he... He, he moves better than Jimmy did. And I think that's a really nice added element to have. Like, he ran for a touchdown on those bootlegs and stuff. He can run for a couple first downs. I think that's, I think that's really helpful. Now, do I foresee Brock Purdy winning four straight playoff games, including two on the road more than likely? No, I don't. And I also think Philadelphia – is absolutely loaded. It's like, you guys know, I watch every snap of the Eagles because I do their pregame show. I I don't say this lightly. Well, first of all, it's the best Eagles team I've ever seen. You know, they might, look, they might lose first round in the playoffs. Who knows? But it's the best Eagles team I've ever seen. And they are approaching becoming one of the best teams I've ever seen, period. I mean, when they want to throw it, they throw it right down the field for touchdowns. Like, when they want to run it, they run you over. Their corners are really good. They're going to have four guys with double-digit sacks, maybe even five. They've been out there trying to five. They, like, look at every stat and look where the Eagles are. It's incredible. It's like – and nobody saw it coming. Nobody thought Jalen Hurts would play this well, but it's like everything has come together at the exact right time. 
Ross, I lied. I have one more question. It's kind of an odd question. Maybe not odd. Um, but definitely odd. But definitely odd. Is, is or it, not. Is there a time of day that's too late at night to send somebody a text message? Um, I don't think so because I think – well, this is interesting. Hmm. I put not my odd. phone on silent when I go to bed. So do I. Do you guys as well? Yeah, no. 100%. No, my phone's okay. always on silent. That's why I miss so many calls. And no, texts. but I put I put do not disturb on every night at ten o'clock. Yeah. So because of that answer, I don't think there is too late of a time. And in fact, I got two texts at midnight last night. Uh or like eleven forty five, because I guess Kurt Warner joked about me going to Kevin Harlan's parents' house in Green Bay or something for dinner since I'm doing the game with him Monday night. Um, so no, I, I didn't even notice my phone was on silent. I was asleep. So yeah, you see it in the morning, no, there right? Is no, there, there's no such thing as too late or too early for that matter. Now, the flip side of that is I don't think my mom does put her phone on silent. So like if I texted her late at night or early in the morning, I would wake her up. So it's on I her. Think, I think, well, yeah. yeah, but you get to a certain age, I think you want to have your phone on in case people call or there's a there's an emergency or whatever. So I think I think the answer is no, there's not too late or too early, but also you need to know who you're texting. You need to know your personnel a little bit, right? Mm. Don't text your mom at four AM if she doesn't have her phone on silent. Ross, great stuff, buddy. Uh Kill it this weekend. We know you will, and uh, have fun. We'll talk to you next week. Later, dude. I, I think you and I are just kind of in alignment with this. It's not like it's not that Andrew Barry's perfect. It's not that Paul yeah. DePodesta doesn't annoy the ever-loving hell out of me. Move to Cleveland already, Paul, for the love of God. Uh, it doesn't mean that I trust the Haslam's at all, but I just think we've seen enough this year, and I, really last year too, of just. Enough things that make you wonder, is Kevin Stefanski a good head coach? He might be a good yeah, guy. I, I, don't, I don't know if he's a good head coach. I, I think that there is so many things going against him that, frankly, I think help his case because they're excuses, right? Mm-hmm. You can say, well, he had Baker Mayfield and he was hurt. You can say, well, he had to deal with a backup quarterback for 11 games this year and had to deal with the Deshaun stuff, and now Deshaun's back. You could say he had to deal with COVID. So, like, I I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen enough over the last three years to me that that warrants me saying he's a good good head coach. I think the problem is, because you mentioned the excuses, I do think it's the same same thing with fall guyism. Last year, Baker was the fall guy. And by the way, they lucked out. They were going to have to get rid of Baker anyways. Baker was pissed about that adult in the room thing. And then Deshaun Watson came back and said, yeah, I'll take all your money. That kind of saved the Browns from having to make probably a lateral play to either uh, a Garoppolo or a Goff or somebody who really wasn't an upgrade for, for Baker Mayfield. It was just a different iteration of the same guy. Right. But the downside of that is when that doesn't work, and I think what's proven, like Baker's imperfect and Baker was dog butt in Carolina, right? It was not good. But that's not the point. The point is this situation hasn't gotten better either. If anything, you're actually worse. Last year, you were 8-9. and nine. 
You have to go three and one to be eight and nine. Let me say that again. With four games to go, you have to be three and one just to be as good as you were last year in what was a massively disappointing season. Yeah. And it's not the quarterback, it's not the offense that failed you this time. It's the thing that was supposed to be good. And why is the defense faltering? Probably because Kevin Stefanski's too loyal to Joe Woods. And it's just it's just, we I think we've just gotten to a point. I, the funny thing is, I also agree with another thing Ross said. Ross said, Man, I think you know, if if it's fifty fifty err on the side of, of continuity, I really agree with that. I really do. I think more often than not, guys get fired too early in the NFL. But But Stefanski's had three years here. Well, and and I also think if you say to yourself, we've got to keep him for continuity, because mm-hmm. what that said, it goes back to the idea that you and I shared earlier in the show. What happened with Hugh Jackson? I pounded the table for continuity, and I said, what is it, five years ago now? Has it been that long? Gosh, four years ago, time's a flat circle. Five years ago almost. I said, but if you're going to keep Hugh Jackson, you've got to give him all of next year. It's not an evaluation year. You can't go into a year thinking, I'm like 90% sure I'm going to fire this coach. And that's the catch-22 here. Kevin Stefanski could be the best Browns coach they've had since Romeo Cornell. Kevin, St- which, again, low bar. Kevin Stefanski could be uh, a really good offensive mind. But for some reason, the last two years, it's been drama. It's been teams that have not played hard consistently. Yep. It's been culture. And that's the thing that should have been cleared up by now. It doesn't take you, it takes three years to build a talented team in the NFL. Because it takes long, that it takes long. Free agency, the draft, uh, undrafted free agency, the waiver wire, those things take a long time to, to build true, deep NFL talent. Yeah. It doesn't take three years to turn around culture, no matter how bad a culture it is. Tampa Bay was one of the, Tampa Bay and the Browns were right there for years, right? And Tom Brady and Bruce Arians show up within two years. They won an NFL title. Well, that, it mean, doesn't. It you, doesn't take that long. No, and when you've got the quarterback, that's all that matters. Uh, in a lot of cases, I mean, yeah. Granted, you have to have you know decent players around that that quarterback, but Deshaun's of the ilk that, like, honestly, I feel like if they if they decide to blow this thing up this offseason and bring in a new staff, hell, fire Andrew Barry, fire everybody. And start over from scratch. As long as Deshaun's here, I think you'll have a you have a great building piece and can win in the next two years. Can I tell you, Deshaun is the double edged sword for me in this situation because we don't know. Somebody pointed this out. I wish I could remember who tweeted this at me. At Nick Wilson says on Twitter at Dustin Fox thirty seven. If you want to follow us, hit me on the Insta uh, and on the Insta for both those handles. Um, I can't remember who sent this to me, but they said we don't know how Deshaun feels about Stefanski. And that's a really fair point because well, if you remember me saying this, brother, I mean, a month ago before Deshaun came back, I said, people think that this is an audition for Stefanski. I think I think that Deshaun is auditioning Stefanski. I think he could be the guy that swings it. You don't think that Deshaun Watson's camp and, and, and him as is as, as the relationship he has with the Haslams after all this can't walk into Jimmy's office and say, Nah, bro. Not, yeah, for, I mean, me. not D- for me. David Mulligetta. It's a no for me, dog. David Mulligetta, the whole point of Deshaun's uh, 
power play two years ago to the Texans was they wanted to turn the NFL more like the NBA with player empowerment. So I would imagine that is the case, just given what I think David has kind of got that, he's kind of put that out there to the universe. But I think the double-edged sword of Deshaun is this idea of, I don't, if you go into next year saying, well, let's let Kevin Stefanski prove it, there's a chance that the Browns win in spite of Kevin Stefanski. And that'll hold you back in the playoffs. Like, I don't think Cincinnati's ever going to win a title with Zach Taylor. I don't think he's that good of a head coach. I You got closest last year. Uh, Joe Burrow's magic. I, I don't think you're ever going to win a title with him. I think he's a dodo. And I think in the end, if you're not a very good head coach, it's going to screw you at some point in your NFL career. So, or your team's path. I think that's a take you're going to want to take back at some point. I might, but I, I felt the same way about might, Jim Fossil I mean, in New York. You might want to take it back this year. I, I that team's playing as good as anybody. They are, uh, but that's... They still got to get through Mahomes and Allen, but I mean, they did last year. I, I think it's tough to do twice in a row. But but I think the point is, I don't want, a year from now, I don't want us to all look around and go, man, Kevin really isn't it as a head coach, but we're winning so we can't fire him. That's that's the other part of this that scares the crap out of me. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. Can you also set up the other part? Because you asked Ross a question. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got a text last night that said, uh, "Do not text after ten p.m." Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that was a thing. Is it a thing? I didn't feel like it was a thing because I always have my phone on do not disturb. Uh, and so I wanted to ask you guys, put it out to the masses. Is that a thing? Like, do people have their phone on? Do they like my phone doesn't buzz? I mean, I've got my favorites on my phone. So if like my mom or dad need to call me, it's going to ring even when it's on. Do not disturb. I put on the do not disturb my phone. It's on every day at 10 o'clock. It goes off at 7 a.m., mm-hmm. which means I'm not going to get a text. I mean, I can still look at my text, I but it's see, not going to wake you up. It's not going to wake me up. I'm not going to hear the vibration. I'm not going to feel it. Whatever. Uh, also, I can still receive phone calls and things like that from like my favorites, my family members, whatever. But I, I just I was surprised last night. I got a text that said, "Don't text after ten o'clock," and I was like, "Is that a rule? Is that a thing?" So I've always thought call rules are different than text rules. Well, I totally agree with that. Like, uh, especially if you got a, like a young family, I will never call somebody before nine o'clock in the morning. Yep, and and probably after nine o'clock. Yeah, I was saying like that's like the borderline. Eight or nine, nine to kind nine. Of sweet I think spot. nine yeah, to yeah. nine's the 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 wheelhouse. The the the, the safe harbor rules of yeah. uh, of phone calls, but texting. I don't think there should be any rules on texting. And no, and I just kind of feel like if you get like if somebody kind of got sensitive about with I I I don't suffer fools really easily, and I, I actually have been working on accepting and understanding that everybody has. So like on on one level, I would appreciate the directness. On the other level, it'd be like, I, then I just won't talk to you. You're going to be a D about when I text you, right? Because like, I get texts all the time, and I'm like, well, it's it's 10. I probably shouldn't text because then I'm going to go down the rabbit hole, just text in the morning, right? Like, to me, and I always have, I don't even have the the uh, night mode on. I, like, okay. I, I just, I always have the sound off on my phone. Right. And I, which is, by the way, not great because I do have some older family members who I probably need to, to be at. But like, if it's important enough, they'll message me enough times that I'll, they'll get my attention and I'll be good to go. Yeah. 
But like, no, texting. Like, like I, so in the morning, typically, I'll give you an example. This morning, I woke up. Uh, I was up late last night because we had our, our tennis match. Then we went out with friends for uh, for food afterwards. Because you won. Yeah, we ended up champion's dinner at Chili's. Mm. And it was great. Um, Winners get Chili's. Been saying that for a while. Chili's is great. So anyway, we go to Chili's and yeah, uh, I just... Ribs. No, I mean, I but I I went home. I went to bed. I woke up this morning, s- slept in a little bit, and I, you know, 37 text messages this morning. 37? That's that's a, about the number I get. Every morning? Yeah. Now, that's not 37 people. That's just 37 messages. Well, it depends. I mean, I'm on a lot of group chats. And you stay sane this way? Well, again, I don't, I don't get buzzed. <laughs> just in the morning, I'll just go through them and look at them. Or... If I woke up to thirty-seven text messages at seven a.m. in the morning, I think I might have an anxiety attack. They're just, they're just te- like to me, a text is like spam. Oh, I'm not, con- I'm not criticizing you. I just, I can't believe you have the bandwidth to deal with that at seven a.m. It, it, believe uh, me, you tr- handle it the right tr- way. Trust me, I, I get more texts from people, like on a daily basis. How many people text you on a daily basis? Maybe ten. Ten on a daily basis. Let's go through my phone right now. Just today. Mm. Keep talking. <laughs> Dustin is going through his phone right now. <laughs> I don't really know what to go on with this one. Are you uh, counting? Why don't you just j- count? J- just just today alone, thirty-five people. Thirty-five people. That's just to this point. Shut up, Keith. Thirty-five people. Yeah, different people. And you like these people? I don't know. I don't. I don't control who texts me. Well, yeah, I don't, and I don't always respond. Mm-hmm. Neither do I. <laughs> you don't respond to anybody. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Want to know the rules for texting? What are the rules for texting? We are going to give you guys an opportunity to talk Browns here in just one second. Wanted to uh, play something Ross Tucker had to say about the idea of continuity and and which which side the Browns fall on here. I think effort's a big one. I really do because that sort of speaks to his ability to get the guys play hard and to still have the locker room behind them. So I just, I got to tell you, the one thing I would say is, as I'm talking this out with you guys, when in doubt, I would keep them. Like, if it's close, I would keep them. It just, the cycle of change has not been good there. So if it's clear that the team has quit on them, and they go 0-4, and, and they look like crap, then fine. Then so be it, right? But if it's close, if they're 2-2 two and two and they look pretty good, I'd rather give continuity a chance for once. I usually agree. I really usually agree with continuity for the sake of continuity. But Kevin Stefanski's trying my theory on that with the way that he's coached here. Let's get to Bob real quick. Bob, real quick, do you have any rules about texting about in terms of times, amount of times, anything like that? Bob's not being helpful. Yeah, Bob, get the hell out of here. Uh, Josh, real quick, I'm going to give you your, your your opportunity here to talk about Kevin Stefanski. But Josh, do you have any rules about texting with your friends in terms of what time of the day, when's too late, any of that kind of stuff? Um, no, because the phone usually goes on silent, so anything that happens exactly. in either group chat or anything, it's it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. You're a civilized man, Josh. What do you have on Stefanski and continuity? So Stefanski and continuity. I think that you, I think Stefanski. I don't know if I said this on your guys' show or if I said it on the morning show about how I think that Van Pelt needs to start calling plays. I can't remember, like I said, what show that was on. 
I think that's the help that Stefanski needs. It's just he gets, I believe, so overwhelmed, cannot make the right decision, or feels that he's making the right decision at that point in time. And he just, you know, we see the, the cause and effect on the field, man, and it's not, it's not the talent on the field. It's, you know, it, I feel it comes from there. Yeah, I, 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 I really think Kevin Stefanski is good, a good play caller, and I think of the call, Josh. I think it might be getting the way of him being a good head coach. And, and by the way, I don't even know it's guaranteed. Even if you pull the play calls away from him, he'd be a head coach. But I think it's something to look at if you if they at least pull out two wins over the next four games. Israel, we got about uh, forty seconds here, bud. What you got for us? Israel, Israel. Oh yeah, yes, yes. I was wanted to say that we have a small, we have a window here within like the next two, maybe four years, where they have to get this right. They have to get this right with Deshaun and the and Miles Garrett and Chubb. You know the guys that we have, the stars that we have. We have a window. They have to get this right. You know, I believe Stefanski. I don't know if he's he's the answer. Um, I feel like he should have made some adjustments throughout the season. He could have won. He, as a coach, he could have won at least two games, one maybe two games, to where we'd be in a good position. He didn't. I don't feel like the urgency was there. Um, I feel like uh, I have something to say about uh, Jedrick Wells. I feel like they should try him at guard, maybe at least right now, keep him at tackle till we find another tackle. Um, I, I just feel like he could have did some things this year. Like he could have, uh, we could have sped up the tempo on the offense this year as well. To where it's like you know we could throw the defensive defensive uh, schemes off that we went against. You know, there's a lot of things he could have did this year. I feel like he didn't do, and um, yeah, you know, that's really my thoughts. All right, buddy, we got to run here, but thank you for the call, Israel. Um, here's what I would say: the window is no longer Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett. The window is Deshaun Watson. How long you have him for, and his prime? Uh, Chef Zay saying the only rule I have for texting: for texting back and forth seconds apart, and you stop texting mid conversation and respond hours later. Yeah, don't expect a response. That's called the Nick Wilson special. I do that quite a bit. I, I don't even know why you have a cell phone. Honestly, I, I yeah, I, I think save me I think, a couple hundred bucks a month. Honestly, honestly I, th- I think it would be better if I needed to get in touch with you. I think it would Landline. be better if I say an email. Yeah, that might be true. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.